have the prayers, the preachers, the givers, whether it be time or money, and I would like to classify my worship as musically inclined worship. That's the best I could come up with. Um, I love how as a refreshed community, we learn to acknowledge and excel I as a worship leader, singing or even really listening to music, I find myself growing closer to God. Um, so I love the fact, I love music for the fact that it makes it so easy to feel the spirit. So for example, I think Tanil's still there. Yes. So I've told her to stay behind because it makes it so much easier for a seamless transition. So Neely's going to start playing some music and I'm just going to do a little experiment with you. So... See how, like, I start talking and it already sounds more influential? Like, it's just amazing. So, like, music is a key way to feel the spirit easier. Like, I can say, so degrees is 21 degrees. Are you feeling good? Is it okay? You feel already engaged. But if, me, if nearly stops, thank you, it's going to get a lot harder to, um, like, be more influential. So bear with me. We're going to be as engaging as possible today. But I hope that um, you are still finding some impact. So thank you, Neely. <laughs> Alrighty. So what I'm really trying to point out is music has the ability, not only for people worshipping on stage, but in the crowd as well, to feel connected with phrases and biblical truth. This is why I think it's really important um, how some of our favourite worship songs and Christian songs tell our favourite Bible stories or express God's promises to us in three or four minutes of catchy phrases and melodies. So, which is why today I'll be deconstructing how I listen to worship music or Christian music or Jesus jams, whatever your non-secular playlist is called, and how I find peace and connection to God through worshiping this way. So, just a crowd question. Does anyone have a favorite worship song, like, right now? And mine chases daily, so it's okay, but anyone has a favorite one? Yep. Yeah? <laughs> Let's take a moment of just silence for that. Okay, so why is My Lighthouse your favourite? Actions. Okay, actions is that. Anyone else? Anyone have a favourite worship song? Or can you at least think of one? Can you give me like a, yeah, I got one in my head, but I'm not saying it out loud. Yeah? Okay. There was a little hand raise in the front. Thank you. So as we go through today's sermon, just think of that song in your head, and I want you to, as I deconstruct mine, I would love you to come along on the journey with me and then have those thoughts of like, hmm, why do I keep listening to this one as why is that one my favorite? So it's a journey together. We're going to do it together today. So if you haven't already picked up um, from Instagram and all the things, um, the song I'll be relating to is As You Find Me by Hillsong United. Um, I actually ended up using my skill from Senior English woo, on this one because I annotated the song to find the hidden meaning and phrases I wanted to explore. Now, don't worry, you hear Senior English and you're like, no, I'm not going back into a classroom. I'm not annotating for three hours, I promise. Sorry, Mrs. Kent, Mrs. Galtz, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't my teacher, yet I still got your name wrong. I do apologize. So we're not doing that today. I annotated so I can just highlight the parts of the song I always sung a bit louder. And they're the parts of the song that you kind of relate to. If Has anyone been to primary assembly or, like, heard, like, a little kid's, like, song? Yeah, we got a lot of parents in here. So how you, you always get to that bit, especially in the national anthem when you go into assembly for primary school, and it gets to the part rich and rare, and it's always louder, like it's always clear, precise, and they sing it louder because it's the two words I think they probably know in the order that's supposed to be sung. 
And that's kind of what we're doing today. So we're picking out those bits of the songs that we know and that I relate to the most, and we're just figuring out why we sing them a bit louder. Before I start, I'm actually going to get water because my mouth's really dry because it's intimidating because I know like half of you and then don't know the other half that well. So like one sec. It's a great time. Okay. I would like to make a disclaimer again. Um, Music appears differently to everybody. My thoughts behind this song may not be your thoughts, and that's okay. Because even though we're made in God's image, he didn't copy and paste us. He crafted us to forming our own differing opinions, still with different tastes, and most importantly, to display love and worship in a different way. And that's why we have the five love languages. Like, we all want love, but we express and receive it different from other people beside us. So music is different to everyone in everyone's different stages of life. It's kind of like the Bible verse um, may not have any impact on you. It's like, okay, that was poetical. Yeah, I can see where they're coming from. But you won't truly understand it till you go through a trial or it will change its meaning um, from how you perceive it once you go through something. And we're taking the same approach with music today. Alrighty, when singing As You Find Me, um, the song, I find it speaks to me on a personal level. It describes my fears that I may not be good enough and may not be at the height of my faith, but it calls to attention that Jesus actively searches and finds me as I am, anxiety and all. Because the fact is we don't deserve God's love. We try to ignore that we do and we try to think we don't do it and don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyway, unconditionally. And that makes me so indescribably happy. And this song describes that for me in a love, describes that love for me in an understandable way that makes it one of my favorite songs to worship to. To be honest, I can't remember when I first heard this song, but I do know that when I was having a bad day, I look for it. Like, when you're having a bad day at work, does anyone hop in the car, they put their phone on shuffle, whether it be Spotify or Apple Music, they put it on shuffle, they're like, don't care what I listen to, it's just like, play this next song. But then you're like, no, I don't like that song, skip, 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 skip. Until you actually end up skipping till you get to the song you actually wanted to listen to, really don't. That's the song I go for. So even though I, my brain is like, oh, no, we don't, we can listen to anything, my brain also subconsciously searches for this song. And you skip to the find the song you want. And worship music for me is that safety net where I feel close to God. After I have a bad day, I put it on. Now, I'm not good at remembering things um, unless music is attached to it. I still remember my six times tables by singing it. Um, I think it's, it's a trait of a serial killer if you can remember it off the top of your head just saying it. Like, it freaks me out. It's so weird. Um, and I think it's really important to step back, um, especially when we have those songs that speak close to us, and consider why certain songs hit different and why we are drawn to what them over other songs. So we're going to start the deconstruction. Bear with me. I'm sorry. I tried to make this as entertaining as possible, um, probably just from my own self-embarrassment, but it's okay. Alrighty, so we're starting with the chorus, and I think that's the best place to start. It gets repeated so much, and I love it. So, I know I don't deserve this type of love. Somehow, this kind of love is who we are. It's a grace that can never add up to be somebody you still want, but somehow you love me as you find me. Probably read that wrong, not going to lie. So, it's up on the screen. There's not a screen behind me, so I'm just going to point up today. Alrighty, so deconstructing that. I know I don't deserve this type of love, but this is the kind of love, the one that's indescribable and the unconditional love of God he teaches through his words and actions and creates us in is who we are. It's a grace that can never add up. As I said, we as humans, we don't want to 
understand it. We like, no, like how can he love us with all our sins and all our problems? But he does. It doesn't have to make sense. And it's someone that we are and he loves us as he finds us. This song for me displays that no matter our seasons, situations, attitudes, family problems or life struggles, God is with us and chooses to love us with a grace that is sometimes unfathomable every day. Another reason why I relate to this song so personally is its evaluation that not only the way God takes us as we are, but he knows and sees us where we are. The first verse of this song I'm particularly drawn to. I've held everything together and watched it shatter. As humans, we tend to hide our insecurities. We tend to pretend we're okay, we're living life to its fullest. We post it on social media, our best version of ourselves. We're on top of our faith. But, and we even have a catchphrase for it. Fake it till you make it. Literally. Like, we cannot be securities. And God sees us where we are. He sees, he knows that's a horse and not a unicorn. As much as we want unicorns to roam, he sees it's a horse. <laughs> There was a gasp. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he, sees us, um, he sees us as we are living our best charade. We could be filled with doubt and not have anyone close to us know it. But God takes us in our brokenness and loves us still the same. And he knows our true selves. I love songs like As You Find Me that take the time to not only allow us to see another side of God with worship, but also abolishes our fears with simple variations of God's promises to us. Isaiah 65, verse 1, I reveal myself to those who do not ask me. I, found, I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation that did not call my name, I said, here I am, here I am. Now, I'm not the best with um, biblical phrases, so if I get this wrong, Sean, please correct me. <laughs> All righty, so also from what I've looked at, this passage is God speaking through the prophet is. Isaiah um, calling to the Jews after the king tried to help him prevent the fall of Jerusalem. And he, God is telling him, here I am. He, he is there. And he is here for us too. This relates to the first half of the chorus as the song repeats, I was found before I was lost. I was yours before I was not. To me, this is the greatest thing ever sung because in the climax where we live, in a climate where we live in a very secular world, God isn't going to give us give up on us. He is standing beside us saying that he is here. He is waiting for us. We, we may be lost at the time and swayed in our faith journey, choosing to give in to the status quo because it's easier um, and getting lost because if it's so easy, what's, what's one more minute? What's a couple more hours? What's a couple more days or weeks swaying from the path? Because it's so easy to get back or is it? I'm definitely a people pleaser. Those who know me, I'm definitely a people pleaser. Um, so when people want to do something... I'll probably do it 70% of the time to avoid arguing. Like, if we want to go to a restaurant and I don't like the food, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's great, let's go. And, yeah, I'll just sit there. I'm like, no, I'm a people pleaser. If you like it, I'll like it. And that was, it's good until a couple of years ago when I was newly baptised and starting to have my own faith decisions. I was confused in some areas of my life and I did sway from God. But it's an ongoing journey with our faith that all of us face daily and I've learned to accept that. We didn't choose Christianity because it was easy. We chose it because we believe that there is a God that created us in his image to love one another and share his teachings. I was found in Jesus before I was born. He knew the plans for my life before I did and still am figuring out because we are his and he wants us to where we are, lost, found, devoted or present. As You Find Me is a song I will continue to sing loudly. 
It's a form of worship I relate to most and allows me to listen to my own emotions in a way I couldn't already describe. There is a phone ringing. I am that person. (laughs) It's all good, Kara. (laughs) Worship through song and music was widely used throughout the Bible. Just look at the book of Psalms. I'm pretty sure there's at least three songs made from Psalm Stritcher that I'm aware of, and there could be more, or using certain types of the same phrases and references at some points, which is important to note because in music, again, we're describing it because the Bible wasn't written from one perspective at one time period. God called multiple people. He called from the prophets to the tradesmen. He called um, to write about the power of God and tell his story from different perspectives. We have four Gospels all around the same time from different perspectives. It's a perfect example. The Bible was meant was written to be read slightly differently to everybody. And the way I relate to and learn from God and feel closer to his message is through, the, through music that takes the Bible and its words and puts it over music. Now, using the Bible, because I know some of you maybe not relate to music that well, I have got some scriptures there for you and that talk about um, song and praise. So Psalms 105 verse 2, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell all his wonderful acts. And I definitely live by that in my faith journey. Colossians 3.16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish. I'm sorry, I hate reading out loud. One another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with the gratitude of our hearts. And that's how we should worship, with gratitude and confidence, which takes it on to the next one. Psalms 57 verse 7, my heart, oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will make music. And the great way is there was a variation of this because the Bible has been translated and it's my favorite. Psalms 57 verse 7 can also read, My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. And I love that one for we need to find songs that make us feel confident in God and in our praise. We don't sing because we're meant to. We sing because we want to. As worship leaders, there are two different mental spaces and you can like nod your head or you can shake. We have two different mental spaces and we try not to. We are torn between wanting to create an influential space um, for music for you guys as a congregation, but we end up performing at some points. But really, we have to be careful not to perform for church, but worship for God. And we have to walk that line when we take it. That's why I think it's really important to choose songs that hold personal meanings to us. And even when you don't really understand where the worship leader is coming from or that song may not find you in the same place, you can still appreciate that the worship, where the worship leader is coming from. By taking the meaning out of the song, you can also appreciate the atmosphere that true worship has when that worship leader is worshipping from their heart in confidence with God. Where all fears and musical methods escape you when you're left in a place of fulfilling worship between you and God. And I added this part in. It wasn't in. Hence the 11 o'clock late night. Um, My friend Flick, who couldn't be here today, she really loved this. And it actually ended up working into the sermon. And I think worshipping from a place of that fulfillment comes in at the bridge. If you want my heart, I won't second guess because I need your love more than anything. And you need to have that perspective when you're worshipping God because if you don't have that, I want to say you need to work on yourself before you start to lead others because when you find out where you are in yourself, you can then have confidence that you're not going to lead others astray. And God knows where we are and he puts, those, puts situations in you 
for you where you can learn and grow in that. And he is working with us and he is with you. This is what we should strive for when trying to obtain a heart of worship, falling fully into our faith when we worship. These Bible verses that I stated before were just a few I found surrounding music and praise in the Bible. I find it amazing that words can hold different meanings to us when depicted through different mediums. I feel blessed to have a church like Refresh that helps to facilitate worship this way for people like me who seek God through reading, not through reading his stories, but hearing them and listening and singing with them. So I'm going to invite the band up because I have that last couple notes and we just heard at the start, it's always better with music and you will probably like remember it because I remember stuff to music. So I'm going to wait and also take a drink. (laughs) Alrighty, it's nearly the end, it's okay. Um, My heart when worshipping. I find it's a song that represents all my fears and hopes in God, and I thank you for letting me ramble on about it today. So the take-home I really want to leave with you guys is it's important to realise that songs can influence us a lot. It helps, um, which is important because when we fill out cars, earphones and radios with music, we want it to inspire us. I hope this sermon helps you to understand why you might like your favourite worship song if you still have it locked in the back of your brain and give you insight to how we as a church should worship through music. Thank you.